0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Hump Hump day. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Berzolini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this
1: Wednesday, April 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with this show, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Uh 1230, we'll be joined on the program by none other than the beast, Travis Bajan, as they have an upcoming fundraiser, I believe, next Wednesday night, the day before the NFL Draft, uh, for Shepherd Football. We'll talk all about that with Travis Bajan here at 1230 Live in studio. But let's get into some local EPAC coverage. We had a game last night for you on TV10, talk rated right WRNR. And uh, it turned out to be a rather interesting game. Now the teams are one, one against each other on the season after an extra inning game the first time. Uh, this time it was all Jefferson.
2: Yeah, and like we said yesterday on the show, it seemed like the Jefferson offense was starting to pick it up the last few games. And I know, you know we were talking as well, was it partially maybe due to some of the other opponents that they played? and we knew also that they had played some good teams down in Myrtle Beach, so we didn't want to take anything away from that, but uh, at least in the mound State, not necessarily all those opponents were top quality, but uh, certainly, you know, Hedgesville, one of the best teams in the area, not only that, you were going up against Lane Water on the mound, who's, you know, one of the premier pitchers, not only in the EPAC, but one of the premier pitchers in the state, so uh, to put up 11 runs. Now, they did it on just eight hits, so a lot of it was due to some of Hedgesville's mistakes. Nine hits. Depending on what game changer you look at. Uh, Hedgesville has them for eight. Jefferson probably has them for nine, I would guess, or maybe the other way around. But, um, Hedgesville has them for nine. Okay. So, you know either one there, um, eight, nine hits, whatever the case may be. But uh, you score those 11 runs, just three errors for Jefferson, but five errors for Hedgesville – uh, or six, depending on where you, or I'm sorry, five or four, depending on where you look. Uh, but either way, you know, too many errors for the Eagles, too many hit by pitches early, and too many walks. Those middle innings, though, is when Lane DeLauder looked like Lane DeLauder, only gave up seven walks. Or in the middle innings, he returned to his normal form, you know, picked up eight strikeouts, went on a nice strikeout streak there in the middle of the game. So the final score ends up being 11-3, to but really it was just really two bad innings for Hedgesville, whether it be defensive mistakes, walks, and then Jefferson, of course, takes advantage of your mistakes. And that's what they've always done really well, is that they get guys on base. Usually they find ways to drive them in. Hedgesville had guys on base throughout the game. They actually had more hits than Jefferson. Uh, They had 11 hits on the night. They reached base safely, but they just left – way too many guys on the base pass so they couldn't hits. drive those runs in yeah. couldn't get so, those hits with guys on base I mean there's the situation where they had the bases loaded nobody out and nobody comes across to score uh, so give credit to you know Riley Morgan and the Jefferson pitching staff Kelly comes in in those final two innings uh, you know Morgan gives up nine hits but certainly wasn't you know any really bad innings out there seven strikeouts only three earned runs so Uh, Jefferson looks like the team we expected them to be and um, they are right in the mix of things and I think they have a great chance now to get back to sectionals and potentially even get back to states I wouldn't be surprised uh, with how this team's coached and how they're playing right now and just seem to be playing pretty good baseball
1: yeah they really are playing good baseball and you know we kind of talked earlier in the season that there wasn't necessarily we're going to not necessarily see the same Jefferson team that we're used to but as the season goes on, players, you know, get a little more camaraderie on the field. They, you know, it's a lot of turnover from last year when it came to the pitchers and the big-time players on the team. And you know, now just over halfway through the season, they're definitely a contender to make it back down to Charleston here at Gomar Park uh, for the state tournament. Let's move on now. The second game. Last night that was an all pack affair at Martinsburg beating Washington nine to three. Carson Buber went two for three at the plate with a triple and two RBIs and on the mound. He had seven strong innings, allowing six hits, three runs, none earned while striking out six. Bulldogs now eleven and seven and four and three or four and four in the conference, depending on how you look at it. And while the Patriots they fell to seven and twelve and two and five or one and five depending on how you look at it, in the conference. If you count last Saturday's game as a true conference game, even though nobody else is going to play that same number of conference games. Uh, but Martinsburg gets the win with a good night on the mound from Carson Boomerani and a triple and a couple RBIs.
2: Yeah, we had quite a few uh, triples last night. Kyle yeah, we'll get Orr to more. One. We'll talk about
1: that here. Jefferson in next
2: had one uh, out of – was it Hefner? Yeah, I believe Ryan yeah. Hefner hit it. So um, it was a big uh, – Night of guys getting extra base hits and a good win from Arnsberg. And I think I'd have to look back to be certain about this, but um at least from games I can remember, you know, this is the Carson Buber that they were expecting to see all After season. Last year. And he hasn't pitched bad by any stretch of the imagination this year, but he hasn't been, I guess, the ace maybe that you were looking for. And he's had a lot of performances like we saw from maybe Lane DeLauder at times this year or uh even himself where you know your first inning or two isn't the best, but then you get yourself comfortable and you start pitching really well in those middle innings. Uh but from start to finish last night, Carson Buber was on top of it. And if they can get that version of him, which we know he has the potential to be, and at times last year he was really that guy. And I mean Boober only a junior, so uh there's a ton of potential for him moving forward, but with how well he pitched as a sophomore, I think a lot of people had that expectation that he was gonna come out and be you know just dominant every night. He hasn't quite been that he was the really good last night, and that's what the the uh that's the full potential of Carson Buber and we saw that, and we've seen that in parts of games this year, but I think this was really his first great performance of the year and and if he continues to pitch that way Martinsburg while I still think they're probably the third best team in the section no matter if you want to count those Washington games or not I don't really think it matters too much because when it comes to the sectional uh, ranking you know they're still going to probably end up third but they're a team that as a three you know they're definitely not to be overlooked and they could upset a Musselman or Hedgesville and make a run at a sectional championship game, and then you never know what can happen from there. So um, they're going to need, though, those kind of performances from guys like Buber and Lupus to be you know, in the mix, I think, yeah. come May. Double-doubleheader
1: tonight at East Hardy is they had a game slated against East Hardy earlier. First game of the season, that got moved, so they're going to play a doubleheader beginning at 4 this afternoon at East Hardy and Baker. Uh, but Colin, your thoughts?
3: Well, Buber not only was the ace, and it showed yesterday, he was the difference, and that's really what you need is guys that are the difference to get statement wins like that in which the Bulldogs did. He did it offensively, and he did it on the mound, and that was the difference for Martinsburg getting the win. And we have saw it a few times this year for them, which is why we believe, even though they're a very young team, that they can still compete with these top teams in the – panhandle. We saw Uviedo be the difference against Hedgesville. We saw Lupus be the difference against Jefferson, but there's been times where you haven't seen a guy be that difference maker for the Bulldogs, and that's what still brings the inconsistency and maybe a little bit of doubt in your mind that they will truly be a section champion again this year and defend that, or if it's Musselman, who we haven't really seen anybody come close to beating really this year in the eastern panhandle so i think they've ultimately separated themselves but as of right now especially with wins for martinsburg and wins for jefferson yesterday those two three four five best teams are all basically tied i mean it's just on a nightly basis of who's going to be better depending on who stands out in those games so when those four teams match up you know it's going to be a different game each time and a very competitive game that you have no idea what to expect I don't think any of us really expected a blowout for Jefferson even though they've definitely been improving this year and finally being a Jefferson team that we know they can be I mean I said yesterday on the show I doubted them a bit because when they've played the top teams in the eastern panhandle they've struggled offensively and then yesterday they go out score 11 runs so it was great for them a statement win and I think them in Hedgesville right now are the teams right behind Musselman and then behind those two teams are Washington and Martinsburg
1: yeah definitely agree with you that as well uh, let's move on now. Musselman, they run rolled Berkeley Springs 10 nothing in six innings. Nick mentioned it. Kyle Lorwin, 4-4, four for four, two triples in the game. The Appleman now 18-4. and four. Uh, But do, did see this on Facebook. We want to send out our prayers to Coach Boyles as he was hit with a foul ball last night and is having surgery uh, this morning, hopefully. Well, that was earlier. So hopefully surgery was successful and uh, we see him out there in the dugout here soon.
3: Yeah, scary situation for them hopefully he's okay and hopefully the uh surgery is successful and a recovery is made quickly but definitely our thoughts and prayers are with him when i saw that this morning made sure to let it known on our social media as well that we're with them in our thoughts and prayers
2: yeah definitely a a scary situation like you guys said uh don't know too many details about this but uh just you know checking facebook and saw that colin had shared it to our page and i was like really concerned obviously because we didn't really hear anything about this last night um and just you know having a situation like that you don't know exactly what happened or or uh what the surgery was on but certainly hope that coach Boyle's is doing well and uh thoughts are with his family of course and yep. uh hope everything works out well for him but certainly a scary situation and uh you know definitely something that you Kind of surprises you because, I mean, in a high school yeah. baseball game, you figure nothing's going to happen, but exactly. then something does. So,
1: Exactly. But thoughts and prayers with Coach Boyles and that Musselman team. Spring Mills they fell to Kaiser eleven to ten yes or excuse me eleven to one yesterday they now sit at four and thirteen. We'll move over to softball. Jefferson beat Hedgesville seventeen to two. Cougars are now fifteen four eight 0 in the EPAC while the Eagles fell to twelve and six and four and four in the conference. Washington knocked off Martinsburg nineteen nothing. Lady Patriots now thirteen and two and six and two in the EPAC while the Lady Bulldogs fell to zero and 0 and nine in the conference. Musselman they beat Fort Hill out of Maryland seventeen to seven in five innings. The Lady Appleman now sit at 8-11, trying to get over that 10-win mark this season. Uh, but we'll have softball tonight on uh, TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube. EPAC softball action as Jefferson hosts Martinsburg. Pregame coverage begins around 6.30. First pitch set for 7 p.m. Colin on the call tonight. Senior night for Jefferson.
3: Yes, it is senior night for Jefferson. So they'll be honoring, I believe, uh, three seniors for the Cougars as they take on the Martinsburg Bulldogs, it should uh, still be a fun one, even though on paper it most, and most likely will be a uh, blowout for Jefferson, the defending state champions, a team that clearly in this area are above and beyond basically anybody else. I know Washington is still right there on their heels, but uh, it's still the way that Jefferson's been playing. I think that they get the job done against Martinsburg and ultimately in the panhandle.
2: Yeah, Alyssa LaGreco, Shelby Harris, and Taylor Presley, those three seniors for Jefferson being honored tonight. So, you know, certainly want to shout out them, and they've all had good careers and have been big parts of last year's state championship team and looking to be a big part of this year's state championship team if the Cougars do end up doing that. But, yeah, I mean, on paper, this really isn't a great matchup for Martinsburg, Um, but – It's a chance to see these teams for the first time on, or for Martinsburg, the first time on TV10, and always, uh, you know, a great chance to uh, showcase different athletes throughout the panhandle. And for Jefferson, you know, this is a really talented and fun team to watch. So, it is tune in for that at the very least. I mean, you get to see, you know, one of the best teams in, in softball in the state.
1: Yeah, the reigning state champions here in Class AAA. Uh, before we talk, before we end this segment, Kaylee Dalton last night she hit home runs number seven and eight on the season, so she is everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's the thing about Jefferson—they can win in so many different ways, you know. And we've seen that uh, throughout the season, they have that home run power from a lot of different players. Typically in high school, you might have one—if you're lucky—two girls that can hit a home run. They have at least four that can, you know, go yard on at any yeah. moment. So. It's an entertaining
1: team to watch. That'll be tonight, six thirty pregame, seven p.m. first pitch on TV Ten, WRNR TV on YouTube with Colin and Dylan. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on their side of this break. Washington boys basketball—they're getting a new, uh, well, they're potentially getting a new head coach as their last head coach resigned. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR Two Ten. Back in two minutes.
4: This is Eric at Hancock Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock Chevrolet, it is that easy. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price and no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for
2: details. Jambo
1: Construction and Fencing Company LLC is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, Go Bulldogs!
4: Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WV Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offers same day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WV Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same day appointments at WV Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE.
1: back to this edition of the Sports Mix. I was waiting for Colin to do some karaoke it's here. It's
3: not karaoke day.
1: Who said any day can be karaoke day?
3: Man, There's karaoke days. the neon days. moon. Yeah, <laughs> Monday's karaoke night.
1: Only so. at the neon moon. There's probably karaoke tonight. There's Heck, probably, there might be but... karaoke tonight at the Mountaineer. We'll talk about the Mountaineer, I believe, here in a little bit. We will, but... Uh, but we've got some interesting news I saw yesterday on the Washington High School Boys Basketball Facebook page. They're having a meeting. Uh, For players, as uh, it appears, did not know this until yesterday, it appears their former head coach had uh, resigned from the position. Nick, and I know you're disappointed because he was doing some good things down there with Washington.
2: Yeah, well, I thought Coach Elliott was showing a little bit of improvement from year one to year two uh, with this program. I, I mean, I think the more disappointing thing is that Washington as a school really hasn't been able to keep a consistent coach in any of their programs and In order for them to have success, you know, I mean, Coach DeSarna, I don't know, but at least a few seasons now. So, actually, I think this is only his second or third year at the helm.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure.
2: I believe it's only about three years for him. So, I mean, in order for them to have success in these programs, they're going to have to, you know, keep coaches. And for whatever reason, they haven't been able to do that. So, I think that's, you know, disappointing because we see that, you know, at least in the EPAC, most of the schools have had – consistent coaching and in Washington has it. And for those kids, you know, that's frustrating because it's hard to have success in, in sports when you're not led by a one person. coach for a consistent amount of time. And you have to deal with different plays and different terminology and different styles of coaching. It, it doesn't lead to a successful program. So whoever the next head coach is at Washington, I know they have a guy in mind right now and coach Miller, um, Hopefully he can be successful and stick around and, and build something off of what was some solid uh, improvement I think in Coach Hilliard's system. Because in order for them to be successful, they're going to need a coach that sticks around. And, and I don't know the reasoning for Coach Hilliard departing, but yeah, I mean it seems like every you know few months we're talking about a new coach at Washington in some sport. Yeah,
1: definitely, and uh, that new head coach slated to be so. According to the Washington High School Boys Basketball Facebook page, they're having a a meeting to discuss who the new head coach is as Washington High School in the athletic department, headed up by Sam Carpenter down there, is requested to fill that coaching position by hiring Ryan Miller. Some of you may know that name because I believe he is currently the head coach at Wildwood Middle School. And uh, back in 2020, this is an article that was on the journal they capped off a 20-0 season. They won the Mountain uh, Near Athletic Conference title. And you know who's on that 2019-2020 team for them? Jamari Jenkins. Bingo. How'd
2: you know that? Because he's in high school now, so I did simple math. <laughs>
1: uh, but, yeah, so uh, as well as Wyatt Shively was on that sh- – or no, he was on the other team. But I'm just going through this article and seeing all these names that are on Jefferson, which is pretty cool now to see those names. Uh, but uh, – yeah, so he's going to be the Ryan Miller set to be the new head coach. As if everything goes to plan on April twenty fourth at the school board meeting there in Jefferson County. Uh, but the fact that he, you know, probably has some relationships with some kids from, uh, you know, going having coached them earlier in their careers. And uh, with the new rules here in the state, some things could be going down a, going on at Washington High School. Who knows? Obviously, that's pure speculation on our part. But June one, a whole new Wild West begins. Uh, when it comes to athletics in the Mountain State and schools? We'll have to see, obviously, to find out, but uh, you know, it would be interesting to see.
2: Right. I mean, the schools are not too far apart, but still, I think it's – I mean, who knows? I mean, that's all up to the kids. Yeah, yeah I'm so. staying
3: out of that side of it because we don't truly know what to expect come June 1st when the yeah. transfer rules all – basically go out the window but based on what we know wild west whatever you want to label it is going to happen probably
2: right based on what we know that's coming back you know there is some talent there on that washington team but uh for the most part it is a lot different coaching at jefferson compared to coaching at washington especially when you look at the fact that just uh, in most sports you know washington hasn't had a whole lot of kids come out for the teams and They can't even field a a JV girls basketball team they have just over you know 35-40 kids on the football team so basketball is a sport where you know it helps when more kids come out because that allows for you to really see your talent there and I I hope he can have some success Uh, obviously we'd like to see that we saw that coach Edwards was able to have success with a Washington girls team that didn't have a whole lot of depth yeah. boys not necessarily team. an issue they do have at least have a JV team but um, they have some young talent there so what can he do with that young talent obviously he's coached younger players before being a middle school coach so I think uh, it's a good hire based on that and we'll see when it officially gets approved and then we'll bring him on the show
1: yeah I, I do have you know some interesting things what is going on at Washington high school why is there so many different coaches over the last few years.
3: Yeah, that's something that if somebody knows the answer would be interesting to hear because it's it's been multiple I don't think coaches, we'd get a multiple straight up answer on that. Athletic director as well, new, who's doing a solid job. Yeah, Boston. I mean, I would and say he's doing a solid job. Not trying to throw anybody job, under so. the bus, but when you've seen
1: a lot of turnover and coaching. Turnover the and then few years. what happened in the volleyballs yeah. was a whole situation that was pretty interesting. But that'll do it for this edition, or excuse me, this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you part by Orsini's Home Store. Get your Traggers at 360 Hack Wilson Way or go online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two minute break with none other than Travis the Beast Bajan talking about this Shepherd fundraiser coming up in one week. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and T10. Back in two minutes.
5: Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, it's a life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. when you need justice.
1: back to this edition of the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 we're joined by none other than travis the beast bajan and he's got he's not just here to you know mess around with us he's got a legit reason to be here right travis
6: i do first of all thanks for having me um so it's that time of year last year we celebrated the harlan hill um ceremony there at the what was that the uh the train station.
3: Yeah, the roundhouse,
6: right? The so roundhouse, had exactly. It, I believe, yeah. And then this year, is the voice is is the sound weird or is it good? No, you're good. I was it's just trying. Me. To get, no, no, I was trying to get Nick
1: to do this. It now it's not work space
6: anyway. All right, yeah. All right. Oh, you're my sure. bad on that. Uh, so we were lucky last year because we had the Harlan Hill to celebrate. We had a big event called pulling for the Rams. And uh, we raised about $55,000 to give to the Gridiron Club last year. And immediately, as soon as it was over, the Gridiron people are like, we're going to do it again. So, But we were looking for an occasion. I figured we'd win the national championship. Tice would win the Harlan Hill Award again. And then we would have this big, huge ceremony. That didn't exactly work out. But we have something even bigger, which is the NFL draft. We have... Brian Walker, um, Ronnie Brown, of course, Big Joey Fisher, and Tyson Bajan. And they're all going to be at the Mountaineer next Wednesday night. And WRNR will be there. And we're going to do that same telethon that Martinsburg High School did. We're going to do for Shepherd University. And hopefully, we'll raise at least $55,000. So, we've got a bunch of packages. If you go to um, pollingfortherams.com, you can... You can look up. There's trading cards of Tyson Bajan's senior card. There are photos and posters. So there's a $100 package all the way up to a huge $5,000 package. So if you're listening, pullingfortherams.com. Everything will be customized. The signatures are all there. we got some great posters of Coach Cater and his Hall of Fame. and. So if you're a Rams fan or just an Eastern Panhandle fan or – just a tyson and joey fisher fan this is your probably last chance to get some shepherd gear autographed
3: it's now also in our uh <coughs> facebook comments for those that are trying to find the website and i'll also be posting it right now as we speak onto uh our facebook page in general so that people can go directly there if they forget to go to the facebook comments but uh, it looks like you got a lot of stuff here to show off of some of the things that will be there uh Wednesday, Travis.
6: Yeah, there's no doubt. And it's such a great thing. Shepherd University, I mean, having those four offensive players all in yeah. one year coming out is absolutely extraordinary. So we have those four players along with Coach Cater, and the best thing about that is they no longer play for the school anymore. So they personally as grown-ups can use their name, image and likeness and and we can and they can kind of give back. So I think the biggest deal for for those four guys and especially coach Cater and you know I hear all the time the community telling me how amazing what Tyson did for Shepherd but when I you know the way we feel in our family is how amazing Shepherd was to Tyson so this is just a, an amazing way for us to give back um I have a special skill set on the microphone I have that arm wrestling table and um thanks to a few people now we have some really expensive memorabilia if you're a shepherd fan and you want to get some of that have a good time kind of see joey and tyson i think will be the main attractions there on wednesday night so it'll be pretty cool if you're a if you're a local kid and you want to you know see how it's done then come on to the mountaineer from six to nine i think is what we're scheduled do you know that you probably you know, haven't even been told That's yet? That's why I wanted. Yeah, we you don't on know. Yet. We went to nah, we nice. last week. Oh,
3: well, we're going gonna, with what you tell us. It's yeah. going to
6: be amazing. So we'll have you guys out there. So if you're in the community and you want to see those guys, or you can't make it on Wednesday for whatever day, just know that you can go to Pulling for the Rams and um and get some of that gear. So on Pulling for the Rams, there's a few package
1: <coughs> descriptions. The one five hundred dollars, you'll get a poster signed by Tyson, and then a thousand, you'll get a few things. Uh, and then you can go up to 5,000 for the VIP. And then the white is a hundred. I missed that on there, but uh, $5,000, you can get the, uh, Tyson Bajan Jersey. Is it
6: autographed? Yeah, no doubt you can. So you did a really bad job at explaining I those did. packets. So let well, me on clarify. The, on,
1: the, on your phone, on your phone, the website looks great, but like, It confused me the way that it was done on this computer.
6: A little shaky. I got you. I'll work it with our web designer to fix that right away. But the truth is, is we got packets for everybody. First of all, during the telethon next Wednesday, if you've got $2 and you want to send it to the Shepherd program, we will accept the $2. If you got a $100 bill, you can grab one of these Senior Bowl Tyson Bajan Panini cards, autographed which is a sweet minimal investment if you if you love Shepherd football. Um, the $500 package, actually, you can get two, your choice, either two pictures, two posters, one picture, one poster. Every time you move up a packet, you always get the packets below. So with packet two, you would get either your choice of a picture or a poster and the Tyson Bajan Panini card. If you have $1,000, which is, we sold $1,000 tables Last year at the roundhouse, that's where we were able to make up the chunk of our, um, of our, you know, fundraising profits for a thousand dollars this year, you'll get a shepherd football helmet signed by whichever of the stars that you like, whether it's coach cater, Tyson, um joey fisher ronnie brown brian walker all those guys um you can get them all to sign it it's up to you to now i see the website
1: as it's supposed to be seen nice looks pretty sharp gone to like a back side of the website for some reason but now it looks great
6: well i appreciate that and i'll let my guy know um and then we have last year we had four five thousand dollar donors um and they all received the regional championship ring from the final four last year and it seemed to be a big hit for them whether they kept it for themselves or gave it to someone special to them so that's in the five thousand dollar package along with a tyson and or joey fisher signed jersey then you of course you still get the helmet you get the two posters and the panini card so there's something for everyone we'll have the arm wrestling table there you can any human being off the street in the Eastern Panhandle can have a free VIP five thousand dollar package if they can beat the beast next Wednesday night. <laughs> you just got to do it live on TV Ten here, and, um, and we'll give lose, you that Do they pay.
3: have to pay the five thousand dollars? No, they do not have to pay. Oh, All
6: God. they have to do is at least adhere to the five hundred dollar package, right? Or. They can just look at me sideways, and I'll let them in for free. <laughs> so let's just say, if you want some smoke, come on over to the Mountaineer Pub next Wednesday. Wednesday, it's the day before the beginning of the NFL draft. So it'll be, I think, probably your last chance to, um, to really see those guys before they're off at whatever teams they're selected from.
1: Yeah, and uh,
6: while we're here, we've
2: kind of hit on this, I think, enough.
1: Um, I was, actually
2: I have one. Okay.
6: I, have one I was just gonna say
2: uh, just so people know, I guess, or just in general, you know, what does that money go toward for Shepherd football? I That's mean we know question. it gets to the program, but what does the program use it for?
6: Yeah, I believe that the pro every dollar will go to the T B two scholarship fund, <laughs> which is the most direct way for Ernie McCook and Shepherd Football to have access to the funds. So this last year, we, we sent the money over to the Gridiron Club, and um, this year the Gridiron Club and Coach McCook all agreed that the full sum will go to the TB2 scholarship, which um, is a great way. You know, there's a, there's a lot of ways to spend your money in Shepherdstown, West Virginia at Shepherd University whether you want to specify to a sport or you just want to go overall to the SUAC. So, if you're a shepherd football guy, this pulling for the Rams fundraiser is specifically for shepherd football.
3: And it's something that we've always said is what shepherd needs to get to that next level when it comes to winning a national championship is that scholarship money and being able to compete with the bigger schools on that aspect to be able to compete with them on the field. So this is a very big event, and hopefully they can get over that $55,000 for the TB2 scholarship because if you want guys there, even though we had great players and four guys that are in the NFL draft right now this year, to get to that next level and to finally see a national championship at Shepard, it most likely starts with this.
6: No doubt. And I believe that we all understand how tremendously lucky we are at the – capacity of Shepherd football. But we also the more bigger fans we are and the more into Shepherd football we are, we understand the monumental task once you get on that airplane for that final 4. So in hopes of winning that final 4 game, what we can definitely do is solidify our spot in that SR1 and make sure that year in and year out, you know, all we had to do was win that IUP game early in the year or late in the season. Mm-hmm early, you know, the PS the PSAC playoff game, East versus West. If we win that game, we we got a very good opportunity to host that game yeah. in Shepherdstown, that Final Four game, going in there undefeated. So with we're so close. I mean Ram fans, we are so close. Um and just, you know, if we all come together, I think that um, you know, we're three or four extra stud players away from running that house making sure that we're undefeated we have an opportunity to host that game and then we all know in 2015 what happened in Ram Stadium when we hosted the game you know we were or was it 15 or 16 whatever it was 15. we won and we went to the national championship not sure that would have happened this year regardless of where we played the final four but it would have been a lot easier for all of us if that game was in Shepherdstown rather than Colorado yeah
1: So we haven't talked to you since I think the last what the last Monday Night Mayhem, right? We haven't talked to you on the air. On the air, you're right. Us haven't. You were on Rob's show a couple weeks back. What's this process been like for you as a dad watching Tyson over the last few months as he gets ready for the draft? That's going to culminate next week.
6: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, it's extraordinary process. You know, for a guy like me who. You know, I'm a football guy. Yeah. I love to talk trash about football. I have a, a comedic undertone as to me being an athlete in general. So to actually have a son that could help me back up all that trash talk is, you know, it's been a it's been an amazing ride for me. The only thing I could say that's um, that makes me nervous is, as a parent, you really like I can handle anything like regardless if Tyson is a priority free agent or is the number one pick, I will respond almost the same and inappropriately, (laughs) right? But whenever you're a parent, you're really always nervous if your kids are disappointed or upset. So for me, I just hope that, and I believe that Tyson has a good head on his shoulders and expectations. I know he has them. Um, So hopefully they're met. And if they're not, that, you know, it's just not too disappointing because that's the only thing that could make it, you know, not as cool what's the last couple weeks been like for
1: him i mean we talked to him in studio here like a month or so ago uh but for him i think he's been making some trips to some teams is that what i've seen
6: yeah he actually went to baltimore and to washington dc he actually told you know he came back from the washington visit super stoked about the fact that he got to meet with um with um um what's uh ron rivera right so Mm -hmm. yeah coach rivera called him out right away um got him to his office. He left there right in with the quarterback coach. Um not even twenty minutes after joining the group again he's off to um was it Martin Mayhew, that's yeah, the, GM. the GM. So he got to meet with him and every time that Tyson is exposed to those guys, to me, it is a benefit that one of them will understand what at least I think, is there, which is an unbelievable, super football IQ, a person with no strings attached, no problems. And if you just keep – the more he's around them, the more I feel like they'll keep taking a look and he'll be the guy.
3: I said whenever I got to fortunately make a trip to uh, Washington and visit FedEx Field and all the facilities, there were two empty lockers next to Sam Howell with nobody's name there. And I said – that one's going to be Brissett since he was just signed. The other's going to be Tyson Bajan.
6: Yeah, and Tyson's in the office with Coach Rivera, and Coach Rivera informs him that the NFL has just passed a new rule where the 53-man roster must include three quarterbacks now every week. So that's a huge, great plus for quarterbacks all across the world. Is, usually, is. You're that stuck that on the practice squad. Two, yeah. time there's one, yeah. And it's not that you're stuck on the practice squad. It's that you're paid on the practice squad. And then you could be picked
1: yeah. up by any other team to their no active roster.
6: So then you're like, "Well, I'm going to live in week to week." No basically. doubt. So I think that a big plus for, you know, the quarterback room in That's general huge. everywhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, great news and for him to actually hear it from from Coach Rivera. I think he was super impressed. So, um, I'm a big Dallas fan, so I never even dreamed about <laughs> Weren't they, the old,
1: weren't they one, one of the only teams that didn't show up to the Pro Day?
6: They were. I I, I made a comment that me and Jerry talk all the was time. in Cincinnati, right? There was really no need. Uh, you know what? I would never heard who the other team was.
3: I believe it was Cincinnati. Yeah. We never I saw somebody you. with the Bengals. Really? So.
6: Well, they're pretty locked in there, quarterback yeah. anyway, so it's not the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, They might need some O-line help, though. From yeah. Joey. Hey, I'm listen, sure. and I don't know if, you know, first and foremost, you have to know that I am a Tra- Tyson Bajan like fanatic, right? So yeah. the whole time I'm 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 zeroed in, but I mean, I don't know if it's me, but Joey Fisher looks like he is a shoe in yes. to get drafted. His stock rose at that pro day. I mean, and also too, imagine if you're Joey Fisher's dad and your son is the fastest and the strongest. Yeah? That is like I'm listen, I'm going on top of the mountain. I'm screaming. What now? (laughs) I mean, if you're an offensive lineman and I tell you that, oh, that guy there happens to be the the fastest and the strongest out of all the dudes. You're like, thank you. I'll take him. So I don't know really how this evaluation goes goes for quarterbacks, but I really don't know how it goes for offensive linemen. But I feel like Tice would have a pretty good chance to plan on an NFL team if there were eleven quarterbacks on the roster, and that's what it is when it comes to offensive linemen. Yeah. So eleven of those fifty-three man rosters are dedicated to offensive linemen, which is absolutely. I think the odds are in his favor. Um, he looks like an absolute professional every time I see him. Um, he looks. Uh, he looks like he gets better looking. His skin gets better. So, um, hats off to Joey Fisher. I'm sure it's a, you know it's 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 a big week coming up for him
1: definitely is uh why we have you on
6: we'll talk about it next week obviously but any plans for the draft weekend well so you know there's on the 20th the sc feature begins so tyson should become a pretty big buzz when it comes tomorrow tomorrow we will start to watch all over espn the robert griffin um the whole thing will last all week um So I'm hoping that, you know, my man's stock starts rising. So every year I feel like that the media declares after the season. And you as a fan, you know, it's really tough for me to watch people that aren't as talented as other people judge them so harshly. Um, Especially when you know you have a kid and sooner or later it's going to be your kid possibly. So you got to be careful with the criticism. But every year the media dubs these busts or guys getting drafted so early that shouldn't. So I have a, um, you know, I'm okay with us being a bust. If, if you guys want to grab Tyson as the one, two, three, four pick overall and give us that $30 million and it don't work out, we will find some way to live our lives happily from here on after. So I always hear about, you know, Tyson's, you know, he's going to really prove him wrong. He's going to get drafted in that third to seventh round and they're gonna, and he's going to end up being the man. And I'm like, yeah, I like that story, too. But I'm totally okay with someone taking a huge chance. I told Tice he should shoot to get drafted so high that you see the fans at the draft, boo. (laughs) Right? Kind of like they did with uh, Donovan McNabb and guys like that. I'm totally okay with that. So uh, we don't mind getting booed if you want to draft us super high. All
1: right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Pooling for the Rams fundraiser next Wednesday night, the Mountaineer Grill and Pub on Mid-Atlantic Parkway. Tyson Bajant, Joey Fisher, Ronnie Brown, and Brian Walker will all be there. We'll be plugging this over the next week. And, Travis, thanks for coming in.
6: Coach Cater will be there too. So, all, right. all the Ram fans, right? Just yeah. newly in the College Football Hall of Fame, come hang out with Monty Cater. We'll pack the Mountaineer next week. It's going to be crazy. A line out the door. Yes, the Mountaineer pub. Come on,
1: check us out. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of the break, We'll wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes.
2: Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
1: Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and
2: get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV
0: 10 and our WRNR TV YouTube page.
1: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix here for your Wednesday, 19, 2023, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and the Mayor Prize, Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Again, if you want to help with that fundraiser next Wednesday at the Mountaineer Pub on Mid-Atlantic Parkway, poolingfortherams.com. We'll have Travis Bajan on throughout the next week or so as we kind of pop this uh, get this going every day on the show uh, but it should be an exciting day next wednesday because it's as he said one of the last times you'll see those guys before they head off to their their nfl homes or maybe potentially yeah, the, the other draft
3: homes. starts the next day so it ultimately yeah. is because practices will be starting they want to get those summer workouts with the rookies so it truly is the last chance to especially probably see those guys in the in area this
2: area yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe for a Shepherd football game, one or two of them might be back at the same time. But uh, you know, I mean, and those are all great Shepherd players that were part of some great teams, uh, along with Coach Cater, who is an absolute legend, legend. a Hall of yeah. Famer, literally. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, definitely, if you're a Shepherd football fan or just you know want to support the area i think and you have the money to do so or even if you like you said they'll take two dollars at the very everything helps Two dollars for tyson Bates yeah or you know even a dollar would help so everything you know uh in order to see shepherd football reach that next level and that's what they're trying to do so uh definitely come out and support or donate however ways there are possible um because you know shepherd Football and Shepherd University has been a huge part of this area. And and it's not just that they're going to recruit guys from all over the country or anything like that. I mean, they're recruiting kids right in the backyard. So it's helping yeah. out local kids with that scholarship as well. It really is. And speaking
1: of Shepard, here we get the news in our email. It's at 1110 from Chip Ransom, the SID at Shepherd. Uh Head coach Ernie McCook recently announced that Brian Murray has been named the defensive line coach for the Rams. He replaces Lever and Beeline. Or billion who, who resigned to take a similar position at Towson. Murray comes to Shepherd after serving as a D-line coach at Maine in 2022. Prior to that, he was a D-line coach at Slippery Rock from 2019 to 2021. He was instrumental in the development of four all-conference, three all-region, and two all-American defensive linemen. He up Slippery Rock to a 13-1 mark in 2019 and an appearance in the national semifinal. Uh, prior to working at Slippery Rock he served as a defensive graduate assistant under Luke Fickle at Cincinnati so that's a big get for the Rams as they need to do new D line coach.
2: Yeah and they'll need to uh, make some adjustments with their D line since they lost quite a bit of talent in Kyle Smith and I believe Mike Holloway graduated as well so yeah you'll have some new pass rushers on the outside and that new coach now and coach Murphy will uh, have to you know make
1: some uh, adjustments that he will but that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix. We'll have Nats on the radio tonight to take on the Orioles for game 2 of that quick two-game set they look to avenge last night's one nothing loss. It'll be Mackenzie Gore on the mound for the Nationals. Who's on the mound for Bradish? I
3: believe we said Kyle Bradish, yeah. Kyle back Bradish. From
1: injury. On the mound for the Orioles, that's a 6:35 pregame from the Nationals Radio Network with a 7:05 first pitch, and then on TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube, it'll be a 6:30 pregame show, 7 p.m. first pitch for softball action here in the EPAC between Martinsburg and Jefferson. It's Jefferson Senior Night. We'll be there. It'll be uh, Colin and Dylan, but that'll do it for this edition of Sports Agent for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verslienie. I'm Spencer Dupuis. Thanks so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.